What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another SmackDown Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And even though it's only been a week since we've done this, I feel like so much has happened. So much has happened. Liv Morgan, she won the women's money in the bank match, went in and cashed in later in the night against Ronda Rousey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Theory is the men's money in the bank holder. Pretty big deal for both. We're going to get into both topics in just a little bit as we talk about everything that happened on SmackDown this week. Also, with Raw, I didn't talk about Raw this week. Fourth of July activities had me busy, but now we're here. And we're talking about SmackDown. So let's talk about SmackDown. Let's forget that I didn't do one of these on Monday. And let's get in to this episode. So the show began with Roman Reigns. He's back. Roman Reigns is back officially officially on the road to SummerSlam. It's not really a thing, but we're on the road to SummerSlam. And Roman's back on the show. He comes out with the bloodline. They make their entrance. And as we go to commercial theory is shown looming on the stage for some reason, and they go to commercial. Uh, Clearly trying to tease the idea that Theory could be cashing in against Roman Reigns at some point in this evening, just like Liv Morgan did against Ronda Rousey over the weekend at Money in the Bank. Now, I just... (laughs) I thought this was a little bit of a silly tease, personally. I felt like with... Roman being gone for as long as he has. Um, I don't know why you would even fathom the idea of cashing in against a completely fresh Roman Reigns. Um, so I laughed at just the the simple concept that we were supposed to think that this was a tease. Like anyone in their right mind would cash in at that point if they had the ability to. <laughs> uh, but then they come back from commercial... Theory is no longer there. Heyman looks worried. Roman's talking about how he's not worried, but he tells he tells Paul Heyman to explain to him why he is worried. So Heyman says that when Lesnar is concerned, he's at his most dangerous. But the reason that he himself is scared is because now we all have a violent Roman Reigns ready to put Brock down for a 10 count in their upcoming last man standing match. Still finding it difficult to get too excited about this match. Um, It's not that their matches haven't been great. I feel like they're great against each other. Um, I just feel like we've had that one little thing and then, you know, this promo here and, you know, the show's only, you know, it's less than 30 days away at this point. So um, they're going to have to do a lot more, in my opinion, to get me personally excited for this one uh, after all my excitement was exhausted at WrestleMania on their program. After the break, we had uh, the Viking Raiders versus Jinder and Shanky. This was a quick squash match with the Raiders picking up the win. New Day come out after for a promo, and they present the Viking Raiders with officially sanctioned ass-beating tickets (laughs) um this was great uh i i was cracking up at the ass-beating tickets i i (laughs) just one of those things where it's like only in wrestling will you see ass-beating tickets (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I guess I could think elsewhere, but um, I, I and I just it's it's just one of those things where it's like only New Day could do this. I, they're just they're so funny, and and just the silly things they do. Uh, no matter how silly they may be, sometimes the fans just eat them up. The fans eat it up. So, um, I yeah, I got a, I got a big laugh out of ass beating tickets. Uh, then Kofi and Woods hit the ring to fight the Viking Raider, the Viking Raiders, obviously to get some retribution. No, not the team. <laughs> to get some retribution for the the beatings that they've taken from the Viking ratings the past few weeks. Unfortunately, the tables are turned quickly on them, and once again, they're left down on the ground. I'm assuming that these two teams will be wrestling against each other at SummerSlam, and I'm into it. Uh, I think that, you know, in order for the Viking Raiders to continue looking tough, they got to be dominant against someone, and at this point, I think that to a certain degree, New Day as a tag team are Teflon, that no matter, they could, they, no matter how much they lose, uh, they are beloved by the fans. They're going to get cheered. They're always going to get that pop from the audience. They've all reached a certain level at this point in their career. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with any of the stuff they're doing right now with them. I actually think it's very effective. And if you can, if the New Day can use their baby face-ness <laughs> in their favor against the Viking Raiders and help the Viking Raiders get taken more seriously as a team. It's for the best. I don't want to be a broken record here, but it is similar to what we've already seen. Just the team, just this team being vicious. And, you know, I I hate to repeat myself, but that's how I feel. I've even seen people on social media still kind of, you know, rolling their eyes at the, the new vicious Viking Raiders thing, but... At least it's not in the actual graphic, so it's not their new name necessarily. It's just a nickname, and I don't have a problem with it. I feel like this has been good. I The only problem I have with this match is that I wanted to see more of Shanky. Shanky forever. <laughs> I'm a fan of Shanky. Uh, he's fun to watch on TV. He's a good one. So then we had uh, footage shown of Pat McAfee getting beat up after Money in the Bank by Happy Corbin who accepted his challenge for a match at SummerSlam in Nashville. Now, Pat is not on the show tonight, apparently. Well, that's been evident since the start of the show, if you watched. And it was said that it was because of this attack and that doctors told him not to be at the arena. Um, But I did like that they at least tried to cover up the fact that he was playing golf on social media and still acting very normal. I like that they at least tried to cover it by saying that, you know, he wanted to come, but doctors told him not to. Gunther, after that, so this this was one of the first confusing parts of the night to me. We had, uh, it was announced that Gunther was going to have an open challenge. He's thrown an open challenge. We as fans, we've come to love open challenges. So I was excited about this. I thought maybe Ricochet, maybe someone else that we don't get to see on TV enough. Um, but instead, Nakamura answers. Shinsuke Nakamura answers, and he tells, uh, and, and Corbin began. <laughs> yeah, so so Nakamura answers, and Corbin um, he starts to act like Pat McAfee does by freaking out and dancing on the table, uh, which 
I got a kick out of again. I mean, just him kind of like acting like McAfee is is right up his alley. He's great at being the heel. He's great at making people hate him, mocking people and stuff. So this was great. Him and him and Graves just on the table doing the guitars if they were Pat McAfee. Fully healing it up. I liked it. I was laughing. But the thing I didn't like was, okay, so Shinsuke Nakamura answers the challenge. But then it's instead the match goes to Kaiser. And I was like, well, what was the point of saying this was going to be Gunther's open challenge? It was said that, you know, he could possibly earn an IC title shot by winning this match. But, like, it was, like, minutes before that when they said that Gunther was doing an open challenge. And if Gunther wasn't doing an open challenge, because he didn't do an open challenge, why did they promote it minutes before that he was going to do one? I felt like this was a really weird plot point here, or story device. It was, like, because I do think it now feels as though... Nakamura versus Gunther for the IC title is going to be the direction at SummerSlam, which I'm into, super into. It's like, honestly, it's like a dream match, those two. But I just didn't understand what this necessarily helped. <laughs> I don't, I didn't get it. I didn't know why you'd get people excited for this to happen and then pull the rug out from underneath us, like just minutes later when you could have just gotten there a different way and we still would be excited to see them coming up and we also would have been excited to see Ludwig Kaiser versus Shinsuke Nakamura. So that confused me. Either way, Nakamura wins with the Kinshasa and after the match, we had Gunther scolding Ludwig for losing. (coughs) Excuse me. We had uh, Gunther scolding Ludwig for losing and he starts to chop him as punishment in the ring. This I loved. I, I've been going back and forth here. It was a real roller coaster of emotions in these few minutes, but I love this. This made Gunther look like such an asshole, such a dick, um, just like a, a, a full blown heel. Like this made you dislike him, made you, it reinforced his heel heat, um, all those kinds of things win for me I I could see them doing more of this for sure and also it just makes it very evident that Gunther doesn't like to lose and that he does not accept a loss that he that that if you're gonna hang with him you got to be a winner and so I thought it did a really good job kind of like reinforcing some of the old kind of like the the Matt is sacred type vibes uh from the former Walter after that we had Liv Morgan the new SmackDown Women's Champion interviewed by Michael Cole. God, that sounds good to say. It has been fantastic to see all the love for Liv Morgan on social media this week. Liv Morgan being the SmackDown Women's Champion has been a bright spot of the week. Just seeing your favorites accomplish their dreams is such an intoxicating feeling. Like you're just like, God, this is so nice. This is this is just a great thing to watch you get to see someone who has clearly put the time in who's clearly put the effort in who has the fans behind them get the thing that they've been working so hard for it's like what this business is about so i really have enjoyed seeing Liv morgan all week just posting so much champion content 
Give me all the Liv Morgan SmackDown Women's Champion content. Actually, you know what, though? Before I get to this segment, before I talk about everything that happened with her and Ronda, Natalia, let's get to a quick commercial break. All right, we're back. Thank you for that. Thank you for having patience to let me pay the bills first. So, Liv Morgan, she's in the ring. She's being interviewed by Michael Cole, and she says that, uh, Cole says that Ronda wants a rematch maybe as early as SummerSlam. And Liv says that she can bring it. This is a culmination of a lifetime of hard work, sweat, and tears. Uh, She says it got hard thinking that she may never get there, but here I am. And then she steals a phrase from Cena by saying, never give up. Loved that. Big fan of this whole thing. Just her infectious happiness makes this whole segment, it makes this whole thing worth watching because it's just like man you you, you want to just continue to cheer for this person because you see how happy it makes them so uh big fan of all of that then um then uh Liv is interrupted by Natalia who says that she's the only reason Liv won the title obviously because she quote-unquote hurt Ronda at Money in the Bank before Liv could cash in the Money in the Bank contract that she had just won Rhonda makes her entrance, she's selling the knee injury, and she tells Liv that she is going to learn that challenging for a title is a lot more difficult than defending one. Natalia blindsides Rousey, Liv attacks Natalia, Rhonda rolls back in, and the show goes to commercial. After that, we've got Rhonda Rousey versus Natalia. Quick match, Natalia taps out via ankle lock. I'm, I don't see this being a triple threat match. At SummerSlam, maybe they do that, but I I, I think that we're going to get a straight-up regular title match between Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. Now, that makes me nervous that Liv Morgan might have a short reign, but I have faith in our new SmackDown Women's Champion. I have faith that SummerSlam, even more than Money in the Bank, will be... Liv Morgan's coming out party. I think that this will be her actual rise to the top when she actually beats Ronda Rousey in like a straight up match from beginning to end, one on one, without money in the bank behind her. I think that this is going to be the one. I think she's going to win. I I have faith in our new SmackDown Women's Champion, <laughs> the Queen of the Table. Uh, we had an interview with Drew McIntyre, and he says he can't. He doesn't care. Who's going to be champion after SummerSlam? Because whoever it is, he's challenging them to a match at Clash at the Castle. Now, next, this was my this was this was my favorite part of the night. I I I I think that maximum male models are becoming my favorite part of SmackDown in just two weeks, and I hope that that doesn't change soon. I hope it doesn't start to wear out its welcome because right now it's just it's just so ridiculous. You can't help but be entertained. Uh, Max Dupree says their reveal last week uh, was a viral sensation. And I don't know if this is just me, but it feels like he's talking a little different now. It feels like he's softened his voice a little bit, Max. Um, Speaking quieter, you know, when I say softened his voice, trying not to be as dominant with his voice. Because I feel like as, um, you know, all his previous characters, he's had the same cadence where it was very uh, reminiscent of The Rock and... I don't know. I, I kind of noticed a change in tone with Max Dupree, and I think it actually might be good for him. So 
Um, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, let me know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not just me. You tweet me. You let me know what you think. Because I want to know if it was just me. Um, Masse comes out first. He's got the tennis wear on. They're doing their. They're showing off the Maximum Male Model 2022 Tennis Collection. Uh, Masse comes out first. He's posing. Max talks him up on the microphone. Then uh, Mansois comes out next. And uh, his tennis shorts are filled with tennis balls, which was quite hilarious just because it's just, it's just, he's got these just tight white shorts on with just bulging in the crotch area and you just can't notice, can't help but notice it. Uh, And then it finally got pointed out on commentary like, oh, is he wearing, does he have a bulge in his crotch? With tennis balls, and they were like, "Yeah, of course, that's what that's what people wear in their tennis. Sh- that's what they do. That's what they wear in their tennis shorts," uh, which cracked me up. Um, I also thought it was funny that Max Dupree hyped a website where you can sign up to join Maximum Male Models, and I went on the website after I checked it out, and um, it's like it's basically it's like a just regular like you know what's your Twitter handle, what's your name, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then there's a spot to upload headshots if you'd like. So I'm guessing this will be part of a future segment on TV. So uh, good luck to those of you who submit. And uh, I feel terrible for the person who has to go through all of those submissions to find them. Because, well, let's just say the internet isn't the most G-rated place when you say this. Send me a picture. Austin Theory was interviewed after that. He was hyping up his potential cash-ins. And yeah, so Theory is Theory is the men's money in the bank holder. It was kind of obvious once he got added to the match this weekend that he was going to win. Now he is. Um, it's going to take a lot of work to get him to a place where people believe that he could nec- that he could beat Roman Reigns, even via cash-in. And carry the company on his back as a world champion. Um, He's got a lot to do to convince people that he can do that. I mean, I think that he's convinced the people in WWE that he can, the higher-ups specifically. Um, When he was on Out of Character, he talked about how he had a meeting with, you know, the main man in charge and mentioned that he felt like he could be the face of the company. And since then, they've been giving him more opportunities. So, um that remains to be seen if he if he can and will um but it is reminiscent of someone who is on the the cusp of main event status i mean clearly the the bosses are pushing him to the top so giving him that money in the bank briefcase isn't the worst idea to be completely honest with you um it's just kind of to me it's all about the follow up and the execution and so we're going to have to wait and see what happens there. After that interview, we had another odd segment, something that, that confused me. Uh, it was supposed to be, it was announced that it was going to be Aaliyah and Lacey Evans versus Shayna Baszler and Shotzi. But Aaliyah comes out, then Lacey comes out, the two baby faces apparently, and Lacey keeps restarting her entrance for some reason. And, uh, like, it's because she's, like, not getting the reaction she wants from the crowd, right? So then 
I think it's like two or three times she does this. And then finally she comes to the ring. She gets a mic to scold the crowd for lack of a reaction and ask if they know what she's been through. Obviously referencing all the vignettes they did to hype her return. And then she goes full heel on the crowd. Like, I hope you guys go to hell. You're full of brisket. You know, all, you know, all the, the like cliche things that you would say to, to, to officially turn heel on the fans. I am so confused as to why they'd have Lacey return as a babyface. Tell her life story to make her a sympathetic babyface. Flip-flopper between brands, which made her lose all the momentum of that babyface turn. Then just make her go back to being a heel. Why didn't you just bring her back as a heel all along if you were just wanting her to be a heel? Like, this, to me, doesn't make any sense. I didn't feel... like. I, I don't know. I mean, the fans weren't fully booing her constantly. Maybe I, maybe they weren't. I just wasn't noticing it as much. But I felt like they if if they had tried hard enough and pushed it enough, you know, followed up on those vignettes enough or harkened back to them enough, people would have been behind her, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. That's how I feel. Maybe I'm crazy. Tweet me. Let me know if you think I'm crazy. But I just felt like she was on her way to becoming a good baby face. They just needed to put more time into it. And so I do not necessarily understand the decision behind turning her into a heel again. Um, And I also am confused as to why they promoted a match minutes before, and then it didn't happen. Like why, why just not promote that match? Why not just do a, why not just do an in-ring segment where Lacey comes out and attacks you could literally do that exact same segment in every way, shape, or form without saying that a match was about to happen that didn't happen. I would have liked to have seen Shotzi and Shayna Baszler on the show. So, I didn't get that. Uh, Lacey ends the segment saying, until she gets the respect that she deserves, every single one of you can go to hell. She starts to leave. And then Aaliyah pulls her back in and gets hit with the woman's right because of it. Down and out. The Usos took on Los Lotharios after that. This was a quick match won by the Usos. And after the match, it was pointed out to the Usos that Montez's shoulder was up at Money in the Bank when they won. Kayla says that there are rumors now of a special guest referee in their rematch at SummerSlam. So one, I'm glad there's going to be a rematch at SummerSlam. I feel like at this point, the Street Profits have to win. They need this big moment. I do not want to see the Street Profits break up. Break up. There's they, there's so much more life in the Street Profits as, as a team. I know what people are saying. I know. Everyone says it. Montez Ford has great potential as a singles talent. Angelo Dawkins has great talent. Has so much talent as a, a potential to be a singles talent. Both have shown it time and time again. You know This tag match was proof, however, that there's still money as a tag team. And I don't know if the Usos have to necessarily be the tag team champions. I think it's time for the Street Profits now. Leading into Money in the Bank, I thought maybe they might break up if they lost. But now with the way it happened, I just, I think they got to win. I think it's time. It's time for the SmackDown, excuse me, it's time for the undisputed tag team titles to go to the Street Profits. Give me it. Give it to me. I want to see it. That's what I want to see, and I think it's going to happen. Um, now, this this special guest referee thing is interesting, though. Um, I don't know who that could be. 
maybe a celebrity. I, I, I maybe. I do think maybe that might, unless they get someone really good. They gotta get someone good to like really elevate this for one final match between them. I don't know. Maybe, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like who the Street Profits could do for that. Like who would be good for the Street Profits and drop something. Excuse me. The noise as I record here. Um, I don't know who the Street Profits. Like someone that would work as like a bad for the Street Profits. Excuse me. Good for the Street Profits. Bad for the Usos. I don't know. Sorry, dropping my headphones case threw me off there. But I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Tweet me. Let me know. If you guys got ideas, send me a message. I don't I'm I I'm I'm uh I'm a bit perplexed. I thought maybe like a rapper or something or like someone cool and and that's I don't know. I, I Like I remember last year they wanted Cardi B to be at to be at SummerSlam, but I feel like there'd be more rumor of that happening again if it were coming up so i don't know all right let's get to the final segment of the night another confusing one in my opinion they had hyped up that drew mcintyre versus sheamus was gonna take place in the main event for a world title opportunity sheamus coughs a bunch before the match and says he might be sick with covid so this match won't be happening tonight instead he'll wrestle butch not really sure that that was the best way to get out of that i saw a lot of people on twitter who were talking about that being kind of a Mm, inappropriate way of doing it. I don't know. I don't really necessarily think that way. I don't know. I just think that it was kind of like weird to promote a match that wasn't going to happen again. Three matches in one show, like where you say this match is going to happen and then it doesn't. And to me, that's not necessarily like some great story device where there's like heat. I'm just more confused from a storyline perspective of like, why'd that happen? Quick win with the Claymore, and then uh, there's an argument between McIntyre uh, and Sheamus and the, the, all his group, the Brawling Brutes. McIntyre pulls out his sword, goes to take a swipe at, the, at, at Sheamus, cuts the top rope, fire, show comes to an end. This was, you know, this show wasn't bad by any means. There was some good stuff in here. I just kind of was confused personally at some of the booking decisions as you heard. But please tell me what you think of the show. I want to hear. Tweet me at Ryan Satin. You can tweet at WWN Fox. Let us know what you thought of the show this week. I'll check those out and see if uh, it links up with all the stuff I said here. Until I come back for the Raw recap. Well, actually, first, I'll be back for next week's episode uh, of Out of Character on Monday. Excuse me. That's a good one. I've already tweeted a a clip of it, so I can spoil the news here. We got Tamina on the show. Really fun conversation between her and myself. I really think you guys are going to enjoy that. So keep your eyes peeled on that for Monday morning, and then I'll have the Raw Roundup after that. All right, guys. You like my fake yawn there? Oh, I'm tired over here. Uh, I saw Thor Love and Thunder a little bit ago. I've had an action-packed day. I've still got an article to write, so I am done here. I'm tired. I've spoken to you enough about my thoughts. My brain needs to repair itself so that it's good to go for Monday morning. I'll be back then, though, so please, please check out the interview with Tamina. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. I don't like to repeat myself too much, but it's a good conversation. She's a really fun person. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. All right, I'm done. Let's get out of here. Peace. Yeah.